0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We are going to go check in with our guest, Chase Kitty from the Lion's Edge podcast from BetMGM. Always great to see Chase. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Um, We're doing good. Chase, uh, you know, for sickos like us, most people, they're looking forward to Michigan and Ohio State this weekend. And we are, too. It's number two versus number three. It's going to be a good game. But I'm looking at Friday night, that matchup between Tulane and Cincy. It's a big one, man. It's big for the AAC. It's Mm -hmm. big for the group of five who's going to make it to a New Year's Six Bowl. Bearcats are favored by two two and a half right now. just under a field goal. It's going to be a good game over under 46 and a half. Any thoughts on this game between Tulane and Cincinnati?
2: Yeah, I, I do actually. So this is a lean for me. It's not an outright play just yet, but I kind of favor Cincinnati here. Uh, Tulane has the big offensive explosion last week. They were actually one of my picks on the podcast last week. Uh, it just felt like they were, they were handicapped too closely at home against a math team. Uh, now, it feels like the value is 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 perhaps in a sell-high position. Cincinnati, I, I was kind of in the opposite spot where I felt like they were overvalued last week. And so when you combine those two things together and you look at the ticket count, it's not surprising that Tulane is getting a lot of action this week after such an incredible offensive performance. The line has dipped down just a bit. And so now that this is under three, which is the opening position, I feel like there is... Maybe a little bit of value here to buy in on Cincinnati. Because basically all they need to do is win at home to cover this. And and Tulane's been very good this year. They've been very good against the number. Cincinnati has been not very good against the number. I think they're 3-8 and against the spread this year uh, because of how high their market valuation is after the playoff run. But it it just feels like, to me, Cincinnati win at home in a game with a lot of stakes. Uh, That's the side that I want to be on, particularly because of how popular a dog Tulane is.
0: So, the new college football playoff is out, and surprise, it's the same four teams that it was a week ago. So, just look into your crystal ball if you have one there. And if I say USC and LSU, do either one of those teams, do both those teams end up in the college football playoff?
2: Well, if I, I think they both face challenging paths. But LSU has to go beat Georgia, right? We, we know LSU is a three-win team. There's never been a two-win team in the playoffs. So LSU is a three-win team if they lose the SEC championship. Like they're dead in the water, and it probably doesn't matter what else happens there. Um, so you're talking about LSU needing to beat undefeated Georgia to have a shot to get in. I don't see that happening. So I, I do think it's just sort of process of, of, of elimination I think it's more likely that USC wins a couple more games. They beat Notre Dame. They they win the Pac-12 championship. And they maybe get lucky in terms of some other things that happen across the country. Maybe TCU loses a game. Um, Maybe Ohio State beats Michigan but then loses in the Big Ten championship. I'm not even sure that would need to happen. You might not even need that lucky of a role from the Big Ten. I think it's plausible. I would even say more likely at this point, given everything else that's happened, that USC gets in.
1: Wow. All right. Yeah, it's tough to bet against Caleb Williams. A lot of people like UCLA last week, and they found a way to win that game at the end. Chase, a popular theme you're going to hear this week is teams that have five wins that are motivated to make a bowl game, especially if they're underdogs, right? And backing those teams. And I look at a couple of SEC games that intrigue me. The first one, Arkansas, Missouri, Mizzou, plus three. They're a five-win team. I like them outright this week against the Hogs. And then we have Vandy against Tennessee. Kirk Herbstreit just said he likes Vandy outright. I kind of agree with him. Tennessee, we know Hooker tore his ACL Vandy just won his two touchdown dogs against Florida last week. They've won two in a row. They're at five wins. They're playing good football. They're at home. Psychologically, you have to wonder where the Vols are at after their season just came crashing down after that tough loss to South Carolina. Where are you on Vandy and Mizzou this week? Do you like both of those teams outright? Do you like them against the spread? What are your thoughts?
2: So I'm with you on Missouri. Full stop. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I, I- I bought him plus the three, so it opened at four. It's down to three. There's sharp play on Missouri. I am following the steam. I would get in now because once this goes to two and a half, now you're talking about a much tougher sell, uh, the difference between four and two and a half. I don't have to explain how big of a number of difference that is. Uh, so I like Missouri plus the three. I like the the additional play on the money line. Vanderbilt, Tennessee is a little tougher for me because it seems very trendy. And football-wise, I agree with all the things you say. The freshman quarterback that they have, that kid is really good. Tennessee, I mean, I think you nailed it, PJ, emotionally, to go from, hey, we think we have the guy who's going to win the Heisman. We think we might win the SEC. Even if we don't, we've got a really good shot at the playoff. And to turn that around to Hooker's done for the year. He's off the board right now at BetMGM for the Heisman betting odds and we don't have a prayer at the playoff because we lost to South Carolina. And to turn that around in like six days, I mean, the, the up and down, I get that Vanderbilt-Tennessee is an in-conference, in-state, in-division rivalry game. So you can make the argument that Tennessee still has stuff to play for despite all of that happening, but it just seems like this is such a friendly spot for Vanderbilt and yet it's so trendy, it's so easy to see, I get a little nervous about that. If Vanderbilt hadn't just beaten Florida, if they hadn't beaten Kentucky, if they weren't on such a nice run here, maybe I would feel a little more frisky about pulling the trigger on something like this, but it just seems so easy that I think I'm ultimately going to end up staying away.
0: All right, Chase, I guess we'll quit burying the lead here. Michigan and Ohio State coming up also. There's one number that in... Football, NFL, college, Canadian, XFL, whatever it is that I can't stay away from, and that's seven and a half, right? It's just too tempting for me. And right now at BetMGM, you can get Michigan plus seven and a half against those Buckeyes. Which way are you playing it? So
2: I'm pretty sure this is going to be one that I just stay away from and watch. That said, I am absolutely on the Ohio State side here. From a bookmaking perspective, you have to know, if you have two versus three, you have an epic rivalry and you're going to hang that number at seven and a half. You've got to feel pretty good about Ohio state's ability to cover that number because we're not talking about they hung it at seven and it got bet to seven and a half. We're talking, they made the decision pre flop. We're going to enter the market North of seven. And we're going to be very comfortable taking all that action on Michigan as a, the polls say they're basically equal. We're going to give them the touchdown and the hook. That's pretty aggressive from the sports book. I try to lean into spots like that. So it's Ohio State for me if I'm betting the game.
1: I agree with you. And obviously going to monitor Blake Corum, Michigan star running back, his injury status. And J.J. McCarthy, just not sold on him yet as a passer. Chase, want to flip over to the NFL with you. Obviously, we have the Thanksgiving slate this week. Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, Patriots, Vikings. Sean and I, we both love the Giants quite a bit this week, plus nine against Dallas. I just want to get your thoughts on uh, that game. If you've played it yet, if you have a side, Giants-Cowboys.
2: I have played it, and we will be head-to-head on this because I like the Cowboys. Oh. Uh, now, last week, I pounded the table really hard. My favorite bet of the week was the Cowboys. It was just so weird. That number going up to Minnesota, like kind of even disrespectful to the Vikings. I try to bet into those spots. And here, it's not quite the same But when you see a Cowboys team that we know is good, that we know is one of the few teams in the NFL that has the potential to be elite because of how good their defense is, the number is so big that it makes you go, wow, that's kind of disrespectful to the Giants. Just like we saw last week when the number was only three, the Giants were only laying three against Detroit. You go, wow, really? This Detroit team only a three-point dog on the road? What happens? The Giants are in the middle of regression back to the mean right now. They're losing some of the luck they had on the turnovers early in the shoot when their season was still young in September and October. Dallas is just better than them. They won in New York with their backup quarterback. Now they get to play at home with momentum on Thanksgiving Day. The one caveat I have is that this week is one of the most common weeks for people to bet. We've got Maryland going live on Wednesday, which is really exciting uh, from from sort of a betting management standpoint. There's gonna be a lot of tickets in the stream this week. And so you have to know that some of these big popular favorites like the Cowboys, like the Bills, they're gonna be hung just a little bit extra this week. Maybe they're minus nine when there should be minus seven. So you have to know you're doing something that's a little bit square by hanging and uh, by betting a number like that. I just think they're still the right side, even when you put yeah, when you put all those other factors aside. I don't think uh, I think the best way to make this case is the Giants are actually the public side here when you look at the ticket splits. It it feels like they're getting too many points, and so people are happy to take the points in a divisional game like this. Dallas is kind of in a spot where the public doesn't like them as much as they did maybe a month ago. So all those reasons, there's a lot going on with this game, clearly, but I like Dallas.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: One of the best things the NFL ever did was several years ago. They added that third Thanksgiving game, and that's New England on the road at Minnesota. Right now, the Vikings laying two and a half is this the game where we find out if the Vikings are good or just got off to a good start because that plus 120 money line on the Patriots looks pretty good to me.
2: So let me let me spin it the other way for you. Is this the game where we find out the Patriots aren't good? Because I I went back, there's there's a lot of rightful scrutiny on the Vikings right now because of what happened last week. I would argue this is the ultimate buy low point. You can't get much lower then you're getting blown out so bad at home that the network switches to another game. You you can't get much lower than that spot, right? So, I went back and looked at what the Patriots have done the last month or month and a half, the teams they've played against and how they got to this 6 and 4, we're flirting with a wild card spot. I mean, it's two wins against the Jets, it's a close loss to the Packers who we know now aren't even really good. It was just a whole lot of nothing. The only two playoff teams they've played were early in the year, in September, they played Miami on the road, they played the Ravens at home. They lost both those games by double digits. Minnesota has some problems, and they might be a bit fraudulent, but they are a legitimate playoff team, and I think the Patriots are getting way too much credit here. This is a sell-high spot for me for the Patriots, as they're actually going to have to play a good team, and the fact that you can now get Minnesota at 2.5, awesome buy point for the Vikings. I love the Vikings on Thursday.
1: Oh, I like that. That's a good handicap right there, Chase. Uh, final question for you. We got about a minute and a half, two minutes left. couple interesting spreads this week in the NFL. The Ravens minus four at the Jags and Seattle minus three and a half at home against the Raiders. Those seem a little fishy. Between those two games, which underdog do you like better, the Raiders or the Jags?
2: Uh, I definitely, I think it's the Jags by default just because I cannot bet the Raiders right now. I mean, it, it's nice that they won against the Broncos, but it just seemed like so many things were wrong with that team. And I don't want to get too high on them just after one win against a team that basically should never lay points. So there, there's a bonus nod at Carolina for you there. Uh, I, I, I actually kind of like Seattle in this spot. I, I think we have, we know what Seattle is at this point. They're a good team. And I'm happy to lay three-and-a-half at home against a team that doesn't really seem to be able to get its crap together with the Raiders. It seems like they have massive locker room problems. I don't love the Jags plus four, although I do think that number is suspiciously low. You would think it would be maybe more like a six. Yeah. Um, So maybe that's the argument for the Jags. But I, I think the answer to your question is Jags by default, just because I can't endorse taking the Raiders in that spot.